0: Welcome to another episode of Consider this, We are in the studio this morning to actually talk about a subject that came out of a sermon a few weeks ago now.
1: We tried to do this last Thursday, and the ice storm
0: the ice storm us. kept the only like critical person to this operation is Steve Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> he he makes sure all there's so many things that none of us have keys to or even know how to turn on, and so he lives at the bottom of a hill and could not get out of his house at the ice storm, so we had to postpone the podcast. But here we are, in the studio with James Johnson, the first. Hopefully, no more coming. Oh well, yeah, okay. We, we we pray it ends with me, <laughs> with Morgan Weiss and with Drew Moss, and I'm Ryan Vincent, and uh, and w- what we're gonna be talking about today is the subject of the lordship of christ now um like i said this came out of a sermon from a few weeks ago um not that that's the first time we talked about it but there was a special <laughs> emphasis there so you invented that idea I, yes. a couple good weeks job, ago i lord. revealed
1: to the sunnybrook congregation <laughs> that jesus is lord good job you're welcome <laughs> thank you we are forever
0: in your debt now please uh, help help us sure. get some context for why we want to talk about it in
1: here yeah no well So so here's where where it arose is the you have these these two really interesting stories that deal with um, some miraculous events, some healings. So you have a gentleman that had been paralyzed for years and Jesus heals him. And then you have Tabitha and and, sorry. Well, Jesus does heal him. But uh, but Peter Mm -hmm. is the one that pronounces that. And then uh, you have Tabitha, who Peter raises from the dead. And rather short stories in that in that in the ninth chapter, the end of the ninth chapter of uh, of Acts, and the the response that seems to come from that is not wow look at these amazing miracles, but there is belief that Jesus Christ is is in fact Lord, mm-hmm. and people come to faith that Jesus is Lord is kind yeah. of that repeated theme. And so sometimes we can get caught up in the bells and the whistles that come with our salvation, the, the wonderful provides and kind of fail to see that all of these things find as their root, God is creator, Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Yeah. And so the more that we began to talk about that and then we went into um, the studio the, the following Monday to talk about it, you know, Steve and I just had a great conversation I thought, in the sermon follow-up video, yeah, in the sermon follow-up video, which we do every Monday, on on what does that actually look like? Like, mm-hmm. how do I how do I take that quick statement? Because if I go, "Hey, by the way, Morgan is Jesus Lord," Morgan goes, "Yeah," and then it's okay. Well, let's like back that up mm-hmm. and let's think about like what that does. Teenage son, like, hey, Drew, let's talk about Jesus is Lord in terms of what yeah. that looks like in terms of where you and Amy spend out the rest of your your time serving in his kingdom. Hey, yeah. Ryan, like, here's what's going on that's good or here's what's going on that's not so good, but Jesus is Lord. Mm-hmm. And so how how do we naturally l- recognize that truth and then build our lives around that? Because that seems to be God is creator, therefore there's an ownership piece to that. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lordship piece to that. And that's what the people are seeing in the healings and in the resurrection. And so therefore... They're seeing the healing and not going, man, I'd like a piece of that. They're seeing the healing and say, I want to worship that. They're seeing an authority. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're seeing something that is, I think, fundamentally different than the way that we look at the text. Yeah. So I, I think that the majority of people, including myself, I too quickly jump over the statement of Jesus as Lord instead of bringing it into mm-hmm. every aspect of mm-hmm. my life.
0: Well, in an effort to, to kind of talk about the implications of the Lordship of Christ— today let's quickly just kind of survey the scriptures and and ask it, what other ways is uh, is Jesus described as Lord in the Bible I mean in not in acts we have it's in the context of a physical healing and what else is falls under the the purview of his lordship
2: um, I think of I think it's Matthew 12 where he hmm. calls himself the Lord of the Sabbath <laughs> uh, that he's he's in charge yeah. of the commands that Yahweh gave um a long time ago uh when yeah so i think of that one i think of um i think of paul saying that this is how you find salvation if you confess with your mouth jesus is lord Mm -hmm. and believe in your heart god raised him from the dead you will be saved um and i think of uh, luke 6 which is uh, why do you say to me, Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? So that's yeah. in the context of obedience. Which is also yeah.
1: found in Matthew 7. Okay. Right? It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah, there, right. is this, there is this obedience aspect. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep.
2: At the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Yep. yep. Uh, other one, and I, was, I went and looked. Paul uses it again, that same phrase, Jesus is Lord, in 1 Corinthians mm-hmm. uh, thirteen, fifteen, 15, uh, that no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um and so it's in there. It's a marker. Jesus Lord is a marker of the spirit, a marker mm-hmm. of belonging to God or whatever.
1: Mm. So, you know, the other one and and man, I'm, I'm really kind of glad Drew gave verses because I really appreciate the fact that to, you know, to, to point you to. So the text that we've just mentioned, I don't know where this text is right now, <laughs> but it's the I'm going to guess. I think it's Matthew eight. But when Jesus does a healing. The um, uh, Man that's lowered down from the roof I think it's Matthew 8 mm. And when they lower him down And he forgives sins And they're like I can't believe you just said that And he said to demonstrate Which is easier to say You are forgiven Or pick up your bed and walk But so that you know That the Son of Man Has authority to forgive sins I say to you Pick up your bed and walk mm. And so there is an authority piece To forgive sins That um, I think impresses people So yeah. what, what really shocked them Was not that he raised somebody uh, Up from a, a pallet yeah. So that he could walk But that Jesus claimed to forgive sins
0: there's also in some of these you, you have to kind of look at the implications so it might not necessarily say Lord verbatim but I, I think of John 5 the five witnesses mm-hmm. to that Jesus pronounces that, you know, that they're witnessing to him and the last one is Moses and effectively what Jesus is saying is if you believed Moses you would believe me like if Moses were here he would bow down and worship mm-hmm. me and and he is and, and Hebrews does that a lot actually too um, where it, it doesn't it doesn't lower Moses; it elevates Jesus over, over, and ab- uh, above him. And so you can kind of see the, this lordship picture being painted over and against the the great, you know, titan of the of the Jewish faith.
3: And consistently, it talks about Scripture, and I don't have verses for this either. But it consistently talks about. Um, how he speaks as someone with authority. Like that's something that is consistently rubbing either wrongly or rightly with people is that they're either, that that draws them to him or or it turns them off. Even like in the Sermon on the Mount, you know, when he just says things like, I have not come to abolish the law. I've come to fulfill it, you know? And he starts Mm -hmm. to, he speaks like he has one with, like he's one with authority because Mm -hmm. he is, you know?
0: And what they're getting at when they, when they say he speaks as one with authority is he's not doing the typical rabbinical way of teaching where you you make a claim and then you quote the 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 old teaching that you're pulling that from he just says i say it i am my own footnote
1: yeah basically it's
0: like imagine turning in a term paper to your college professor and saying i did not need to cite anything because i own all that information yeah Yeah.
1: well and that's what jesus in the sermon on the mount like you you've heard that it is said but i say unto you yeah he's speaking with authority there and, yep. and I think it's important that we see that. So, by the way, that's why it's, it's good to recognize the lordship of Christ and how it really does fit into every aspect of our lives, our parenting, our marriages, mm-hmm. the way that we treat one another. Um, it, it fundamentally changes everything because we can look to him and we can trust his word because he speaks as one with authority. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So we've seen the, the authority kind of run the gamut here from physical healing to spiritual salvation to even a sovereignty over you know biblical authority in the law what let's bring that down to 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 modern day what implications then does that truth that Jesus is Lord have for people at Sunnybrook Christian Church today and I'm sure there are many but
2: Yeah. yeah well I mean it's you know, the, I think the first one that's me is most obviously is just obedience, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, but it's kind of worth saying back kind of connecting those two questions a little bit, uh, is that even though the Bible never references this truth specifically, but when they're saying things like Jesus is Lord, that comes in the context of the first century, uh, which is, which is where this phrase Caesar is Lord was like kind of yeah. a common yeah, one. That's, that's not a, good, a that's good. it's a, uh, Paul didn't just come up with that idea in a vacuum, <laughs> right? When yeah. they hear Jesus is Lord, they, th- their minds, especially when he's writing to Romans, yeah. they, you know what I mean? Their minds go to what they've probably seen um, written on a building that they walked yeah. past that day, Caesar is Lord, which is like the Roman Pledge of Allegiance. This is who I owe my loyalty yeah. to. This is who I believe is in charge of everything and that I submit to Caesar is Lord, and so um, so when Paul writes that you know being saved is someone who confesses with their mouth the new pledge of allegiance Jesus is lord yeah um, then he's he's saying that there's something you're 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 choosing a new authority to submit yourself mm-hmm. to and recognize as the higher the higher authority even over even over the ruler of the known world yeah you know what I mean
1: and what's you know what's connected to that too is it's it's not just a matter of this is who you owe it to but it's you owe it because they're also the one that have taken that has taken care of you.
0: Yeah. So even in the Roman yeah. world, right? Yeah.
1: It's it's not just this, you know, Rome could come down here with some soldiers and make you do this, you know. It's not that. It's do you understand the debt that you owe to Rome? Mm -hmm. Like, do you understand that Rome is the one that's provided the peace that is all around you? Rome is the one that has provided the prosperity all around you. They built all the roads. They built all the roads. They are the ones that are making commerce happen. And by the way, I mean, I think we can even naturally go, yeah, there is a debt that we owe to this great country that we have. Right. They are the ones that provided the peace that we can sit in a studio this morning and talk freely the freedom of speech that we have. Who do we owe that to? We owe it to this great country um actually (laughs) that's not how it works to be honest with you like uh, this country is not the basis for that because should the country even go against us there is someone that is greater than yeah Mm -hmm. and so it's not just the the there is the authority piece but within that authority piece is this is what the lord has done for us and there is a bit of a of of a debt especially the more that i study the concept of the patron-client relationship um, which, which means that the patron is the one that is the, 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 the boss or the Lord, mm-hmm. and the client is the one that is being cared for. And in, so there in, is this—
0: Yeah, in exchange for their loyalty.
1: In exchange for their loyalty. So there, there is also a genuine appreciation for what you've given. So when they say Caesar is Lord, they don't just mean, so you need to do what he says, whether you like it or yeah. not. It's more of a, but also look what he's provided for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of in the system as well. And they're beginning to recognize, wow, like when push comes to shove, it's not Caesar. When push comes to shove, it's Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then therefore he owes my allegiance. So therefore I'm not only going to obey him, I'm actually going to give thanks for what he's given to me. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's part of it. It fundamentally chooses. So at the end of the day, when you look at what you have, who do you give thanks for? Or the other thing that I think is really critical is how well the concept of to believe in um, uh, with trusting. Yeah. Like, who do you trust to take care of you? <laughs> yeah. And I think the, the, yeah. the church believed that Jesus would be the one to, pr- to provide for them, to care for them at every level. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And yeah. I, would, I would add into that, when you think about, when I think about the idea that Jesus is Lord and the implications of that for people here at Sunnybrook, I think at a almost, but, and I don't know if it's because we live in the Midwest or because a lot of people grow up, as just church-going people mm-hmm. um, that we see Jesus as Lord I think as as a fact um, Donald Trump is president the sky is blue yeah. Jesus is Lord mm-hmm. um, and that's where I would say it might even be I don't know how it would relate to the Roman to the Roman culture with Caesar because you guys might know a little bit more of that but I think one thing that t- makes it a different elevated commitment and obedience is that we believe personally Jesus is Lord so he is Lord I believe he's Lord over everything he's Lord of all but he's also like intimately connected to being Lord over my thoughts and my actions Hmm. and in it's inserted it's not just this fact that I believe and then therefore I am saved it's this reality for me Mm -hmm. that is that is more connected to everything I do so I am constantly evaluating my thoughts, my thought process, and my actions in light of the fact, if Jesus is Lord, then am I thinking right thoughts? Yeah. Is, is if Jesus is Lord, then is my perceived reality actual reality? If Jesus is Lord, then it is, are my actions lining up to to actually believe that that is true yeah. in my life? So it's different than, Donald Trump is president. Sweet. Yeah, that has no. As weird as that sounds, it feels like it has no real personal bearing on my life. I sure, know it yeah, might, but sure. it it doesn't feel that way. Ha- yeah, has, if he you ever know? shows
1: up, you no. Know, but it's like, hey, if he ever shows up, I'll I'll show him some kind of respect because he's the president. Right.
3: By yeah. maybe like being quiet and watching him pass. Exactly. Like yeah, that's right? like that's the extent of it. You know, for me, I mean, like I don't know what else to do. So don't,
1: don't make any quick gestures with your hands. Yeah. because The Secret you, Service
3: right.
0: may do something. So you're saying the difference between. A fact that like Jesus is Lord and a fact like Donald Trump is president is this this has some effect on your life at some level in some cases. And this is all consuming. It it shapes everything.
3: Yeah. And I think that's very different. And I think that sometimes for even people in our congregation um, that they miss that. That yeah. we're talking about something that's fundamentally different than a just we are saying this, that this is fact, but it's something that's so much more yeah. than that this is just fact.
0: Well, that's what I want to run down next. What are what are some of the the ways that you see? I mean, you can even speak personally or about, you know, things you're seeing in your ministries or in families, the ways that we we tend to struggle with this truth, whether it's in, in, in line with obedience or with the comfort that it brings how are we having a hard time engage? You 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 kind of describe this all-consuming, you know, th- this lordship filters
1: through everything about me. Mm. But how are we struggling with that? I mean, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you one, um, and I can I can run through a bunch right now. I met with a guy recently, and he said, "Wow, almost every major life <laughs> complication you've gone through in the last four months. How you doing?" Right. So I'll deal with the one with Andrea's mom passing. Um, so Andrea's mom is diagnosed with cancer. Um, she lives rather a very short time I think she was diagnosed late August and passed away Halloween so we had to process that right love her very much but Jesus is Lord Mm -hmm. so what uh, you're you're so you look at Andrea and you say your mom is going to pass she's going to die but Jesus is Lord and most people go like I know I'm supposed to feel good about that but so they, they don't they don't stop to go okay so what does that mean so let's just you just come I and I'll just really quickly run that through. That means like Jesus knew this. Mm-hmm. That means like Jesus is is in charge of this. That means that Jesus, should he choose, can either heal her or bring her home. That means that as I process this, knowing that he is in charge and knowing that he is good, the final decision as it comes down to us is, in fact, something that we can trust. It's it's someone that I know that I can then talk to about. So I can ask and plead and beg for uh, a, a different outcome than what appears to be coming, but in the end, he's Lord, not me. And you know, one of the one of the statements, and I'm going to keep saying this because I needed to learn this, and I'm still learning this, is that we're not okay because Andrea's mom believes that Jesus is Lord. Like we're actually okay because we believe that Jesus is Lord. Hmm. Right. Right. So I don't have peace if my peace is tied intrinsically. To the fact that my mother-in-law had faith, then that means if my mother-in-law did not have faith, then I would fall apart. Mm-hmm. Most people believe that. Most people, the only hope they have is the hope that is like somewhere else. Mm-hmm. In an a, in a, in a outcome some, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But no, Jesus is Lord. So I have to keep going back and everything that I've said, hear me, I've had to do like the hard work. And I always think about lying in bed at night because that's where I seem to do most of my most difficult thinking. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of tracing this through. Okay. But Jesus is Lord. So that means I can trust him with what, like with any result. Wow. Cause he's Lord, not me. And I'm, I just keep tracing that. And I just keep, so we're going to be okay. Why? Because Jesus is Lord. Well, what does that mean? It means that like, I don't know what it's going to be like. I didn't know what it was going to be like to lose someone that close. I didn't know how my wife was going to handle it. But I did know my wife knew that Jesus was Lord. And I did know that that's even kind of the statements we need to be drawn back to. Mm-hmm. So how do I encourage my wife? Well, honey, let's let's remember that Jesus is Lord. And and, and hear me, she knows that, and we're we're processing what that means. And we're literally thinking of all the, like chase those rabbit trails yeah. um, about, about your emotional response or like the physical response or the relational responses. Mm-hmm. Like what happens if her dad falls apart? Well, the goodness is Jesus is Lord. Well, what does that mean? Again, that Jesus has this, that we can go to him, that he, he loves Andrea's dad, that he's, he's there even when we're, we're not going to be there. Yeah, but Jesus is Lord. So that means Jesus is going to care for mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Right, so does that mean I don't care? Does that mean I can disconnect? No, 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 no. It just means that I I realize that everything is not out of control because Jesus is Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know what I can do. I know what I can't do. But I do know who ultimately is in in control of these things, and that that itself, the fact that Jesus is Lord, is where we find our peace. Does Why, that make sense? Yeah.
0: Why do you think it is? It, it's so easy for us in times of distress or anxiety to just like, that sounds so clear thinking, the way that you say it, right?
1: Yeah, four months of clear thinking. Okay. <laughs> so, so why do we struggle to, to kind of get there? Because I, I, I'll just say, and I want to hear what you guys have to say, but I think it's because we don't do the math. We don't work out the problem we we have this really complicated math problem we go to the back of the book we see the answer is 4.835x we write it down and and we know that's the answer because we got it at the end of the book and we literally go i have no idea how to do math but i got you the right answer and then we we walk away and we're scared because i really don't know how to solve that problem i only know how to look at the back and and so the answer is Jesus is lord yeah how saying- did you like how did we you get know, that answer?
2: We know you know, that truth, Jesus is Lord, but we're not, to use your other phrase, we're not going down the rabbit trail mm-hmm. and tracing out, so then what is the implication for this yeah. in yes. this situation? If Jesus is Lord, how does that affect my whatever in this specific situation? Those mm-hmm. kinds of
1: things. I think that's big, yeah. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. And and honestly, people don't, we don't do it. Like, we don't sit, I mean, think about it. I mean, I, I know of specific issues that the three of you have gone through mm-hmm. over the last, say, even year, mm-hmm. right? And we kind of do this with each other, right? We do this with one another, but I don't know. I don't know how often I talked with my boys about the struggles that they were having in high school and went, "Okay, now Jesus is Lord. Let's do the. Let's let's work out the problem." Mm-hmm. Like I didn't parent that way. I didn't, and I probably should have. So think about how many people in our audience every Sunday morning, like over a thousand people, hear the answer but don't have someone to say, "Okay, now h- here's my problem,"
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Here's my specific issue. Yeah. Um, and A, because we don't even want to talk about what our real issues are. But nobody, we don't have anybody. I, I, I'm grateful for those people that have helped me see the math. I'm grateful for those mentors in my life. I, I mean, I'm such a verbal processor that I'm the one going, okay, help me. help me." And I, I think of guys like Mark Scott and Dr. Lowry and others in my life. I think of my wife. I think of my father, my mom. Um, I, I think of you guys. Hey, let's, can we do the math? Here's what, I'm, here's what I'm wrestling with. Here's what I'm thinking through. Let's do the math. And when we, when we do the math, then all of a sudden we feel like we know math and we know the faith. So mm-hmm. faith in Jesus is trust in Jesus in what circumstances? In the fact that I just sent my kids to Poland. Okay, everybody's asking me, how are you doing? Well, Jesus is Lord. And I've, I've, done, I've worked out that problem. And so truth is I'm fine. My wife and I are fine because we we worked it out. That's good.
0: Any other ways you guys see that we kind of have a hard time with this? Um, I think
2: that we struggle because uh, kind of the the whole out of sight, out of mind idea. Um, I was thinking a little bit just before this, uh, before we recorded this, kind of thinking, trying to hash that. And it crossed my mind um, that there seem to be a number of parables Jesus uses in which a king— or a ruler over a vineyard, vineyard, or over a field, or whatever, <laughs> leaves, yep. and then and then the parable kind of revolves around what the people do when he when they don't see him, <laughs> when they forget that the king or the rich man or the whatever who's coming back, like it's usually a big scene of terrible ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and you know, and of course, I obviously the idea is not you know God's not watching and yeah. get your crap together before God comes back. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But it is this idea of. Um, you know the vineyard still owns this vineyard even if you don't see him right now even if even yeah. if you don't think that he's here and you're in control of everything yeah. and uh, and so i think that there's huh. something to that and and even to to go with morgan's announcement you know in still water um, who the president is has very little bearing on my life. But if I if I worked in the White House, um, <laughs> then who the president is has bearing every day yeah, on exactly. my life, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I'm if I'm in the presence of the president, uh, or if I'm in his house, if I'm part of his household, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? That's good. Then that really does that affects everything differently. And so, but it is so hard. It, I mean, it's just so hard with the just the very nature that we're talking about—a God who is invisible even though he is present yeah um and then and then with a mind like mine that is so Quickly distracted by the things mm. of the world and just mm-hmm. the things that are in front of me, it is so hard for me to keep this in the forefront of my mind that uh, the the quote unquote the president might walk down the hall at any moment, or I'm <laughs> standing in the in the I'm standing in the throne room of the king, and yeah. and so therefore that ought to affect what I'm doing in this moment right now because the king is right here, you yeah. know, and yeah. and it's just hard to
1: hard to keep that at the forefront of my mind, you know. Hmm. And I like, the out, of, I like out the out of sight, out of mind. It's like, you didn't know the president was gonna walk down the hall. Why'd you take your shirt off? Yeah, yeah. Right, I mean, <laughs> yes. you did, You knew, why, why Don't did do you- Don't do finger guns at yes, That's exactly. A bad <laughs> like, idea. Where, where did you come up with that? And I think that going back, and again, if, you, if you've if you said that, if you've confessed it, I, I think it'd be good for us to ask the question, to kind of, like, let's reintroduce the the practicing the presence of God mentality, mm. to say, okay, so what, what are you planning on doing? And Morgan goes, you know, I'm planning on Doing some really terrible things okay well how did you how did you start with jesus as lord and then make that decision mm-hmm. yeah and can you just i mean i really think that as parents or as spouses or as 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 brothers and sisters in christ to say how did you decide to overreact and to panic and to be filled with anxiety and to be you know how, how did you get from jesus as lord to that
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I, I think the more that we do that we we help people see you can't get there from here. So you you speak about the presence of Christ in their lives. You speak about the presence of the Holy Spirit. I always want to ask people. So do you, are you are you a follower of Jesus? Yes. Do you believe that you have the Holy Spirit? Yes. So then, why did you do that? Hmm. And 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 then, well, I don't know. You know, no, no, no. Let's let's sit down and do the math. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, as we conclude, that I, I'd like to
0: give our listeners or viewers. Um, some practical advice or or maybe an opportunity to, to think through some things as it relates to the fact that Jesus is Lord. So what can we do to get out of this rut where Jesus is out of sight, out of mind, and therefore we act irresponsibly? Or how can we learn to do the math better? Any ideas?
3: I have a couple. I would challenge you to spend the phrase Jesus is Lord, I would challenge you to spend a lot of time on dwelling on the character of who Jesus is and who what Lord means. So it's authority, but he is you're you're not just trusting in this idea of I'm gonna submit to him, but it's I'm also gonna submit to him in a certain posture. Hmm. And so I'm gonna submit to him when my mother in law dies. And still, and not just begrudgingly so, but trust, I'm trusting he is good. Right. Because that's, it's in his character. I'm trusting that he is merciful. I'm trusting that he is holy. I'm trusting that he is sovereign. I'm trusting. So that's where it's not just I am begrudgingly obeying him because yeah. he's good or because he's God. Um, I am also more, I think, connected to who he is. Yeah. So I think that's a big one as you have to really spend a lot of time and it's it would be it's fun to yeah. spend to spend time dwelling on all these aspects and characteristics of who God is. And before you
0: add the, the next one, it, it's important to hear that Morgan is is calling for a discipline that does this before it hits the, the fan. crisis. Yeah. 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 So th- this is and this is a regular act of devotion yes. in in engagement with God, right? And I okay.
3: would and I would challenge you and maybe I don't know if this is a girl thing or or a human thing, but a lot of our choices we make oftentimes come with some sort of emotion beforehand or feeling beforehand or thought beforehand. And if you can start to train train your mind to question that feeling or that thought in light of who Jesus is, hmm. it will it will help you from having to do the backtrack of your decision making. That's good. So there's been a lot of help for me I find I'm most frustrated with myself when I've made the wrong decision and having to work backwards from what I already know. Go logically. find where you forgot to carry the one Yes yeah. and instead I can catch myself and go, no, the feeling I'm having towards this person is not right in light of the fact Jesus is Lord. The temptation or the desire I have it's misplaced. Mm-hmm. Um, In light of the fact that Jesus is Lord and he's all satisfying, you know, or whatever. And so I think that's helpful. And then I also think us talking to each other that way is helpful. So instead of me, I sit across from a girl who is struggling with her boyfriend and she's in high school or something. And instead of just trying to give her, try to fill the space, fill the air, I, I pause and I help her try to think of how good and amazing God is you know, Mm -hmm. and why we submit to him every day. It doesn't look like just going to church on Sunday and Wednesday. That doesn't, that does not show that Jesus has lordship over your life. That is an aspect of a much bigger Mm -hmm. question. You know, do you trust that he is enough for you? Do you trust that his plan for you is better than the situation you're desiring right now? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that you have to kind of, we have to talk that way with each other, you know, instead of just saying, girl, this is a dumb idea. That boy's an idiot yeah well that boy may be an <laughs> idiot but it that's not going to solve the problem yeah. you know help her change her desire that's good so
2: um impress Drew. sorry i got another, i'm actually uh, i'm just sitting here and listening to you guys going i need to do that <laughs> <laughs> um uh, both uh both yeah both of the stuff the, the idea of doing the math and actually thinking those things through and then like dwelling on the character of god and the character of the lord to do those things um you know, a couple of days ago, I, I had it cross my mind that I want to, um, try to try to be more in step with the Spirit by trying to constantly ask myself uh, or, or ask Him, what, what would you have me do in this situation? And just kind of pause and mm-hmm. think through that. Is there something in mm-hmm. Spirit that you want me to do here? Um, and, and I think I want to try to do that with this kind of added, um, in light of the fact that Jesus is Lord, what would you have me do in this situation mm-hmm. spirit, you know, to try and kind of add that. Mm-hmm. And if I could, if I could make that, I think, I think it's going to take maybe some, uh, some practical things, writing it somewhere or saying yeah. it, you know, t- to get it, um, to let that become a habit in me because it so quickly kind of leaves my mind. I need to do some concrete things to keep that in front of me for a while that hopefully that could, that could become a more kind of a, a uh, natural first response yeah. in each moment is in light of the fact that jesus is lord what would you have me do right now you know and, and so that's good i think i want to ask myself that a uh, hundred
1: times a day you know mm-hmm. one of the things that we have for this entire time is we've just presumed that it is true that we believe that jesus is lord and sometimes i want to ask myself or i want to ask somebody else like is that really true like, would I be able to kind of, I mean, Jesus seems to say this, if you don't call me Lord, Lord, and then what? And then not do what I've told you to do. Yeah. Like, that, that, that's not going to happen. So I think that it, it would be good for us at times. Um, one of my favorite guys that I love to listen to when he gets into debates and somebody says something, he actually will cut, cut them off and go, actually, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not actually, I mean, you're you're going you're to kind of keep building your argument, but what you just said is not true. And I think it's, it's good with the people that we're discipling, or even in our own, st- to stop and go, wow, do I really think that Jesus is Lord? So instead of just assuming that it's the case, yeah, maybe don't assume it. Like maybe, m- without trying, and I, here, I'm not trying to kind of create some kind of a weird doubt, but go, actually, how did you get there? How did you get the wrong answer? Yeah. right. And the, and the wrong answer is, is that like, Jim is Lord. Like, why did you do that? Because I wanted to feel good. Because Mm -hmm. I wanted, because I was scared, because I I refused to submit, because I actually think I know better than Jesus. Um, There's lots of other answers besides Jesus is Lord. There could be Caesar is Lord. There could be my culture is Lord. There could be, you know, my desires are Lord. There's lots. My comfort is Lord. So there's lots of other options you could fill in that blank. And I think it might be good for us to say to people at times, or even to ask ourselves, am I living in such a way? Or is the person I'm trying to help living in such a way where Jesus is Lord or what else is Lord? Yeah. And to be able to say, like, Drew, what I think is really happening is I think down deep you want to say that Jesus is Lord, but we keep coming back to this is what you keep doing because you think it's going to make you happy. Contrary to what Jesus has said, contrary to what, um, you know, what wise counsel is saying around you, you keep ending up here because I think truthfully Jesus isn't Lord. I think you are Lord of your life mm-hmm. and that's why things are not working well and that's why you're being frustrated and so i th- i think we need to rethink this in light of what a Jesus' is lord scenario would be yeah. and so don't just jesus even
0: invites us to uh, to think in that way yes. i mean he closes the sermon on the mount with not everyone who says to me lord lord will enter the kingdom of heaven but those who obey me and then he closes he follows that with you can either build it on the rock or on the sand and a lot of you think you're on the rock exactly And uh, and so that kind of reflection, you know, or as Paul would say, examine yourselves, that that kind of thing can be really, really helpful even to do together.
1: Right. (laughs) The text of the of the healing of the paralytic, lowered down, Matthew nine, not eight. My apologies. Just hit you. Yeah. Mm -hmm so i knew it was in the because sermon on the Mount 567 is a bunch of here miracle hier- miracle accounts and it's at the start of nine so anyway there you have it that one is for free everyone <laughs> um
0: <laughs> we appreciate your attention and i hope that this has been helpful and we would also invite any questions or feedback um either contact us personally or email steve at sunnybrookcc.org and we'd be happy to connect with you thanks